had this thought on my mind a couple of days. And I know you know the story. It's definitely familiar to us. In Matthew 14, <clears throat> verse number 22, and straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. When he had sent the multitude away, he went unto Notice it's up into a mountain apart to pray. When the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves. <clears throat> For the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. Are you with me? And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, <clears throat> saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they <clears throat> that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. When they were gone over, they came into the land of Gennesaret. <clears throat> and when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out unto all that country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased. I want you to notice something there. Wonder why they're just bringing the sick, not the lost. And besought him that they might only, notice this, they might only touch the hem of his garment, and as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Brother Terry, do the honor. Amen. Amen. I tell you, I wanna, I've got a different thought tonight than... You might think out of this story, and I've preached out of this. I've always preached on Peter and how he doubted. But think of this tonight. There were 12 disciples. Where was the 11? Why didn't they call out? Where, where were they standing? At this moment when the sea was boisterous and the wind was blowing, why was it just Peter that called out? Why was it just Peter that said, Lord, it's really you. It's really you. Is he the only one? Then I want you to notice something else in that scripture. When they got back in the boat, all worshipped him. 
But where were they when all this was going on? I thought about how many of us have the faith to ask, Lord, is it you? How many of us have faith? To, it said come down out of the boat, so it must have been a pretty good sized boat. To leave the safety of the boat and go to Jesus. Now think about this tonight. They had to come down out of that boat. He had to go to Jesus. Now first of all, Jesus had to be close enough that he recognized him. Thought it was just the Spirit. But he was also close enough that they heard his voice. I want to say this tonight. How many of us hear his voice and never call out to him? We hear it in church. We hear God speak to our heart, our soul, and our mind. But we never acknowledge it by calling out to him. We never even acknowledge that it's the spirit. They thought it was a spirit. Well, and if we're going to worship him, we have to worship the spirit in Wonder why we never call out. Now listen, think of this. Until we're in the storm. <laughs> How many times have we seen that over our lifetime? You never see them in church till the storm hits. You never see them pray till the storm hits. You never hear them even acknowledge God till the storm hits. When the storm hits, they begin to cry out. And we want to blame Peter for sinking. But I want, I want to say this tonight. There's a couple of things in this scripture that stand out to me, and I hope it does you. In this scripture, first of all, they were close enough. Listen, I don't know how many's ever been in a storm at sea. I have. Went out fishing a couple of times and rode a couple of storms out fishing. When the winds are blowing out there, it makes a lot of noise. So Jesus had to be pretty close to even hear. They had to be pretty close to have conversation back and forth. Jesus had to be pretty close for him to reach out and take him by the hand. Now, we want to sit here tonight and, and the world wants to say, boy, if I could see talk to him, I could touch him, I'd believe. Well, what did the rich man say in hell? <laughs> and what did the Lord say to the rich man? Even the rose from the dead, they will not believe. Hey, church, I want to tell you something. You have been touched by him. You have failed him. Hello? You have heard his voice. He's been so close that you failed his presence. Brother Terry, how many times have we felt the Holy Ghost run up and down our soul and it come out in big goosebumps, hair standing on your head? Close was he then? So he was close enough to grab Peter. He was close enough to talk to Peter. Peter was close enough to talk to him. And we want to blame Peter. Where were the eleven? Where were the eleven? You know... Have you ever thought of this? Look at that scripture close. Have you ever thought when he started to sink, why did the eleven not voice their voices about something? Hey, you 
church member? <laughs> when we see them sinking, do we get silent? Do we ever <laughs> go to them and say, hey, if you ain't careful, you're going to sink. You're getting your eyes off of Jesus. I won't tell you this. So I'll get mad at you for doing that. Oh, you're judging me. Yeah, I am. I ain't going to make no qualms about it. Yes, I'm judging. Hey, I can look at Peter. Peter was walking on the water. Now he's sinking. That ain't judgment. That's a fact. So I don't have to judge you. I'm just stating facts. You're either walking with God or you're sinking. Peter was sinking. Why did the eleven not cry out? Why did they not holler, I'll throw you a life vest. I'll throw you a ring of safety. I'll throw you a rope. Why didn't they do something? Are we guilty? We sat and watched them sink and never, ever say a word. Oh, I know this would be quiet because it's about the church and the actions of the church. We want to come shout the walls down, but when somebody's sinking, what is our responsibility? What is our responsibility as the church? Throw out the lifeline. Throw out the lifeline. Why didn't one of them say, get your eyes back on him. Reach your hand out to him. No, Jesus had to reach for him. Why did the 11 not say something? Now, I want to say something else. There was also lost folk on that boat because it had to be a crew running the ship. Why didn't one of them cry out? Can I help us tonight just a little bit? I'm just going to hold you a little while we're going home. It's not the lost world's responsibility. It's the church's responsibility. It's the Christian responsibility. If you say you're a Christian, then you took on the responsibility to be Christ-like. Christ cried out, why don't we? Christ reached his hand out, why don't we? How many do we know? Listen, I know this is going to hurt because it hurts me. How many do we know that he's already gone? That we wish we had a cried out to. We'd have took that one opportunity to reach our hand out to them. And say, hey, you're sinking. I'll never forget I was in the hospital up there. And a good friend of mine was dying. Another good friend of mine came in the room. And he was very boisterous. You know when people are dying, people want to get quiet and solemn. But this old boy come in the room and he come in there just like we was having a meeting of some kind. And he hollered out to the one dying and said, Hey, it's about time you get up. You've laid around long enough. I mean with a voice just like I'm saying it. Now if you're going to go on, let's go on. But if you're going to get up, get up and marry you lazy thing. And in my spirit I thought, Man, why are you talking to him like that? But after I got out of there... I got to thinking, we shouldn't talk to them like they're dying. Because if they're saved, they're not dying. They're just transferring addresses. Shouldn't be talking to the ones around them 
that may already be dead and still walking. Dead in their sins, dead in their trespasses. That old boy talked to him just like he always had. Went over and got him by the hand. Him laying there in the bed dying. Said, hey, you remember the time? And he went through a little story to him and, and that guy done. He said, boy, I'd like to do it one more time with you. How about getting up from there? How many times could we, should we, and we didn't? We should have reached our hand out to them. Our voice ought to have been loud enough that they could hear us. Where was the 11? Where was the crew? Now, let me say this. Where were you? Well, it got plumb silent right there. We're in this story whether you realize it or not. This world's going to hell in a handbasket right now. Where's our voice? Where's our outreaching hand? Joe said it this morning or tonight maybe. Hurt my feelings. We've got lazy. Hey, can I tell you something? If it hurts your feelings, you're probably guilty. Woo! You know, there's one thing about Joe. She's blunt. She's blunt. She don't cut no corn. I believe her and Glenn Griffith's brother and sister. Jamaicans say Glenn Ruff. Glenn Ruff. Hey, sometimes you need a point blank answer. You don't need to guess. <laughs> you don't need to be told. on what was keeping you up what was holding your where you said if it is you bid me come to you and Jesus gave a great big long orientation didn't well when you get out of the boat make sure you step right here with your right foot first I'm just giving you the church view of it the church would have made a nine page thing that you had to do to do it right and we'd have had to vote it on that, wouldn't we? Jesus just said, come. Simple, wasn't it? Just come. If you believe in your heart, just come. You've asked me, and I say, yep, come. How many of us need to just go do it? Just go do it by faith. Speak to that heart. Speak to that life. Reach that lifeline out to them. Hello? They're sinking. They have no hope unless they have a lifeline thrown to them. Jesus said, just come. Just come on. Now I'll tell you something. I don't think that Jesus had to think for one minute, one second, one minute second, that he knew it's possible for him to walk on water to the Lord. He didn't say, now let me test it, let me check, let me ask the Father. He said, come. Let me see if I can close tonight. Peter had to come down out of the boat, meaning he had to make an effort. He had the opportunity, listen to me, to back out. He had opportunity to back up. 
One time in Jamaica, our brother Terry, I, I don't think you've ever been up Red Hill, have you? On the back side of that church, the porch is probably 10 foot high. And I had two scaffold bucks on top of that porch, which would have put you uh, 22, 23 feet in the air on top of it. And off the backside, it's just straight down that holler. So when you're up at 22 or 23 feet, it looks like 150, 200 feet down through. One of our boys got up there, worked. I'd cut metal, handed up to them. They got to work. We was coming down for lunch. You've been in this position. I know you have. If you've ever done anything work-wise, you've been in this position. He turned around backwards to start down off that scaffold buck, and he was reaching with his foot, and he couldn't touch nothing. And he'd jump back up on top. I, I, I won't call his name. But he was that close to touching it. I'm standing there watching him. I'm standing there telling him, hey, it's okay. You ain't got but one more inch. Just come on down one more inch and you've got it. He'd get that close every time and jump back up on top of that. He finally said, just throw me a sandwich up here. I'll just stay away. Just throw me a pillar. I'll stay here all night. Coming up that thing. He was that close to touching it and feeling safe, but he wouldn't do it. Now, I had it tied. There was no way the scaffold was going to fall because I'd went around and tied it to steel. I had to climb up that scaffold book, get him by the legs, and place his foot on that run. When he got within that one inch, he wanted to jerk it back even with me a hold of him. Have you ever been there? You was almost, but you just couldn't touch it and feel it yourself. And you'd jump back. We've all been there. You have to overcome. Peter was there. He was sinking. Now think about this. And the Lord touched him. No doubt he was safe. But when I touched that young man, he still didn't feel safe. I literally had to get him between. Now, I weighed at that time 325 pounds. He weighed 260. Yeah. I had to stay between him, between me and that scaffold, all the way down till he touched that concrete. And he ate his lunch. We come back out, and he said, Preacher, if you don't mind, I won't go back up there. I'll go down there and lay that rock wall. <laughs> I thought, go ahead. I don't think I can climb the scaffold but you again. How close, but yet how far away. It doesn't matter if you, if you get that close to heaven and you don't make it, you didn't make it. Almost. Who in the Bible do we you know said that? Almost thou persuadest me. Oh, reckon he's saying that in hell tonight. Almost I made it. Almost. I could have, should have, would have. Almost. 
some things in closing tonight. Would you have even asked to step out? Would you? You're in a storm in the sea. I'll tell you something. I was 90 miles off in the Gulf of Mexico down there in Florida in that storm. I doubt very seriously Dennis the Menace Hensley would have even attempted to get out of the boat in that storm. You ever been out in a storm? Anybody ever been out in a storm on the ocean? I was on a 76-footer at Myrtle Beach, two five uh, V12 engines at 500-plus horsepower, and he was climbing the waves like this and have to shut the engines off. And when it came down the other side, the water come plumb to the windshield of the captain's cabin. I'm going to walk out on that water in that? Uh-uh. No. I'll just be honest with you. I'd have been one of them left. I'd have been holding on to something. I would have been inquiring in my mind, is that Jesus? I doubt very seriously I'd had guts enough to say, Lord, if that's really you, bid me to come to you. I want to ask you a question and you think on this. What made him even ask to walk on the water? You ever thought of that? Now think of that deeply. What made him ask the question? Lord, why didn't he just say, Lord, if it's really you, get in the boat with us. Can I help you tonight? Look at that scripture, and I believe it this way. I believe Jesus was coming to get on the boat anyhow. I believe that with all my heart. Jesus is walking out there to get on that boat because he was close enough that he heard them. He was close enough to talk to them. And when he got a hold of Peter, they got on the boat. I believe he was coming to get on the boat. What made Peter step out on that water to start with? Now think about it. What made them jump out there? I'm going to help you and then we'll close. What do people come to church for? Some come to church because they love God. Some come to see the sideshow. I believe Peter at this moment was seeing the sideshow and he wanted to see if he could join in the sideshow. I believe that in my heart. He, he saw that it was the Lord. The Lord spoke to him. He said, let me be a part of this sideshow. Let me get... Hey, <laughs> stay with me this minute. How many do we know that claim that they can lay hands on them and they'll recover? And all they ever brag about is them. They never brag about the healing Jesus. I believe Peter was one of them at that moment saying, Hey, let me walk on the water so I can brag about it. Hey, I was just out in that storm walking on the water. <laughs> what brings you to church? What do you leave church with? Now, think of this and we'll go home. Wonder how Peter felt after he failed and God had to save him. Can I help us all tonight? We're in this church within hand distance of God, but every single one of us can fail.
we can come short. We can be so close that we can talk to him, look at him, and still come short. I believe that's the reason the Bible told us never to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. The best preacher you'll ever hear is one that's humble. One that's humble. It ain't all about him. It's about the one he's preaching about. He's pointing you to Jesus the whole time. Not look at me. Oh, Peter, I believe if he hadn't sunk, he'd have got back on that boat and he'd have been so headed and high-minded. Now think about this. He was humiliated there. And then he's sitting by the devil's fire. Hello? I ain't got time to go into all of that, so you have to read it for yourself. And he denied him. He denied him. We got a bunch of crowd out there that thinks that they were born with the privilege of going to heaven and don't have to do nothing. Oh, he's a merciful God. He'll never send me to hell. Oh, he's a loving God. You know a loving God won't send us to hell. No, friend, he don't send you to hell. He's trying to save you from hell. You were born headed towards hell. But you must be born again to miss hell. Now think about it. You ain't got to do nothing to go to hell except be born in this life. You better get reborn. And if you're reborn, you become a new creature. So Peter had some humbling experiences, to say the least. Now let me help us and we're gone. I know I keep saying that. But isn't it funny that through all, think just for a moment. I know everybody's got somebody they can think of that got their feelings hurt. Or maybe they stumbled. And they went home and never came back to the Lord. They were ashamed to come back to the church because they come short. They sinned. They were ashamed to claim that they're still a Christian and repent. I've said this many times. How many of us, has everybody in here heard a young preacher announce his calling? God called me to preach. Anybody not heard somebody say that? Let me ask you a serious question. Terry, you help me. Have you ever heard a young pe- preacher after he announced that and got up and preached a time or two, stand up and say, no, I was wrong. They just went home, didn't they? Quit. One lived right over here on this hill. Now he's calling to preach. I went to hear him preach at Bethel Free Will Baptist Church. He preached a five-minute message, and that's usually what they do as a young preacher. They put everything they got in five minutes. I never saw him back in the pulpit after that. But I saw him get in a race car. I saw him get through out of a car drunk, and the car killed him. Never once. I begged him and begged him and begged him. Just get back in the house of God. You made a mistake. God didn't call you. That's all right. Just get back in the house of God. But his pride was let him. One thing about old Peter, he got back in the saddle. He got back in the saddle. Hey, how many of us has won the victory after we sat by the devil's fire? 
How many of us preach the messages after we set it the devil's fire? How many of us has denied him and then got back up and praised him? Now think about it. That's a humbling experience, isn't it? I couldn't walk on the water without keeping my eyes on him either, could you? Now listen, you may have made a mistake. You may have come short, but God never stopped loving you. He's never, ever forgot you. And he still wants to use you, even though we come short. Everybody stand, every head bowed, and every eye closed. Father, I thank you for the privilege to be here tonight. If there's a soul in this building that needs to come and pray, let him come right now. You've pricked their heart, Father, to come. Lord, we see you. We call out to you. You bid us to come. And Lord, we're on our way to heaven, and we may come short. We may be sinking. I know of many tonight, Lord, it's sinking. Without your touch and your hand, God, they'll keep on sinking. So I beg you in the mighty name of Jesus tonight to reach out to those. Touch them one more time, Father, I pray. Touch them in such a manner, God, that they'll feel a holy presence of a holy God and a desire, Lord, to come unto you and to get in the boat with you. So, Father, let it be so here tonight that, Lord, these feeble efforts I've given tonight to preach the Word of God We'll touch these hearts and these lives, Father, and Lord, we'll get back in the boat with you and continue on the trip. And they made it safe to shore. I pray for every backslider right now, Father. Lord, many is in our heart, in our mind. I can see their faces, God, that need you to touch them once again. And I beg you to do just that, Father. For Lord, we don't want to see them sink. Go to a devil's hell because we love them as you have loved us. I thank you for every soul here tonight, every person, God. I thank you. Lord, those that should be here and could be here, I pray for them also, Father, that, Lord, they'll have a desire to do just that, overcome the flesh and come to the house of God. Get in the boat one more time, Father. And, Lord, that we'd all arrive safely on shore in that promised land in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.